All right, we're back again. It's another day. Who's we? You and me, Ezra. Me and you. We're back again. We are. And uh, we're gonna. Ch- we're back again for a new episode of Talk First, Think Later. Woo! And what we're gonna do today is pull a subject out of a hat that we may or may not know anything about. We're gonna talk at length about it, and afterwards we're gonna do some research. Yeah. So ideally, it's something that we can just spitball and wing. Yes. But like but wings, like wings, chicken wings, or no wings in general. That's good. Put wings in there. <laughs> okay, we'll put actually, wings in there. Put wings in the list. So what are we gonna do with this uh, after we've finished talking about? Oh, it? Oh right. So after we finish talking about, we're gonna go home. We're gonna do do a little bit of research on it. We're gonna come back. We're gonna see what assumptions and assertions we may have made about this subject. What we got right. What we got wrong. And yeah, present a. Anything else anything interesting? Else interesting, yeah. So we'll present we'll present some fun some fun knowledge. All right, Ezra, I'm gonna pull out a let's let's cut the chit chat. Okay, I'm gonna pull right, out right. a subject. Good, good, good. All right, ready, ready. What do you got? And what we've got, what got? is the papacy. Oh, that's exciting. Ah, popes, popes. What they what what are they gonna do? What are they all about? Now we've okay. So just to go right off right at right, right out at of the gate, we lived God. through three popes. <laughs> that's pretty good yeah um yeah the current pope is pope <laughs> what's his Frankie name pope boy. francis yeah um so we've lived you and i are the same age we've yes. lived through pope john paul pope benedict and pope francis correct i also like the current one but i also like john paul yeah is he gonna get canonized john paul gonna... i think he already is is canonized oh is he is he a saint i think he is Wow. I, I assert all that right, he there is. You go. All right, so so we, we've we lived through a saint pope. Mm-hmm. This is the first pope in a thousand years to resign. Benedict. Pope Benedict. I, Good for him. I, I didn't like so. him as a pope, but, you know, yeah, people, who recognize like that <laughs> people who recognize that they're done, they earn my respect. Yeah, so way to go. And he paved the way for Pope Francis, who is the best pope of all the ones, the, <laughs> the few ones that we the know The first about. pope. The first pope. Pope. First pope Peter was Peter. Mm-hmm. I think he counts, right? Mm-hmm. He's so so Peter was the first head of the Catholic Church officially. I guess so. Did you even call it the Catholic Church back then? Probably not, but he was the head of the, the, <laughs> the patriarch. I'll, and I'll say I think I think tradition holds. Mm-hmm. I assert that tradition holds Peter was the first pope. Okay, fair enough. And this was obviously after year one. Right, <laughs> substantially. Probably like year two. I think it no. was Jesus and the first pope hung out a little bit together. No. I don't know. Did I don't they? think so. I don't know. I won't I won't assert that. I don't know. Was Peter one of the apostles? I think he might have been. Oh, God. We don't know anything. We haven't read the Bible. I don't, yeah. Well, we're going to learn about we're the popes. We're going to learn. So I'm sure there's good. tons. I know that there's stories of popes murdering people, murdering past popes. Right. Banging whores. Uh, yeah. Have you heard of the, the pornocracy? <laughs> no. Yeah. The pornocracy was a reign of a particularly perverse pope. I don't remember who he was, but I've heard this before. The pornocracy. Let's let's look up the pornocracy. Let's make a little little footnote, little okay, bookmark. We will. bookmark the pornocracy. And come <laughs> I'm back not to a it. computer. I can't bookmark it. Not helping. What other popes have there? I can't think of a single damn pope, Ezra. 
Yeah. I don't know any popes. Well, if there was a Pope John Paul II. There's probably, the yeah, but like, I don't Harris. know squat about him. There was the Pope that we talked about um, when we did the episode on the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, that's right. I don't remember his name. Ah, uh, me neither. But he um, <laughs> he was able to give support and military. So popes had a certain military power back then. Popes for have a while. been very powerful mm-hmm. historically. These days, right? I think the they're pretty Church, weak. The Catholic Church used to be. Yeah like one of the strongest organizations in the world yeah with the most influence so how about anti-popes have you heard of anti-popes so you can set up an anti-pope if you want to challenge the authority of the catholic church and you can do this in the video game crusader kings too (laughs) (laughs) but you could also do that in reality Ah. and there have been leaders that have done this let's go out on a limb and say that a king of england at some point or another has tried to set up an anti-pope in England. Are you referring like, to King Henry VIII? Why, I didn't realize it until now, but perhaps I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, so so establishing, you know, some bishop, like the bishop of mm-hmm. Archbishop of Canterbury or something, as mm-hmm. as the pope, the rightful pope. And so there are there were times in history when we've had more than one pope. So you would have to say, all right, the pope, and we mean the pope. We got more than one. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So I remember when the new pope was first brought about. Christened. Pope, pope Benedict. <laughs> that that guy, we were yeah. talking about the process. I understand that it has to be a unanimous decision among the bishops. Yeah. And when the new pope is unanimous? announced. Yeah. Okay. That's what I heard. And when it's announced, there's a green smoke that comes up over the Vatican that signals the new pope Ooh, has been elected. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? I remember when, when John Paul died, they did something else. Was it white smoke? I thought it was green smoke. <laughs> Wait, so they just do, they reuse the green smoke? Yeah, they do green smoke every time. They just and do I think green there's smoke like for everything? some special green smoke. And it's like, how do they make it? It's like, so so they got green smoke for dead popes, green smoke for green new popes. Green smokes for new popes. No, I said when John Paul died. Oh. And then you said, yeah. Oh, they, used the they green gave him a certain. Yeah. Okay, so I remember the movie, um, I think it was Euro Trip. Uh, yes. Where he briefly uh, topples the papacy and gains control as Pope, the the twenty something year old character. Yes, and and they had green smoke then. I don't remember what color the smoke was. Purple smoke. Who cares? Purple haze. What else? Do, they got a big hat. I wonder what that hat means. Uh, yeah, they do have a big hat, don't they? The what's the name of the Pope hat? Is it a mitre? Is it a special kind of mitre? I don't know. Because the bishop hat is a mitre hat. How many popes have there been? And there have been fifty-eight popes. How many times has the Vatican no, been overrun? Yeah. So so how many popes have been murdered? Mm, I know I've done it in Assassin's Creed Two. I think. Yeah, you can do it also <laughs> in Crusader Kings Two. <laughs> <laughs> But in real life, not in video games. We don't know much about the popacy. Papacy. Papacy. <laughs> <laughs> like how it's pronounced, for instance. <laughs> the oldest pope, the youngest pope. I think the youngest pope was probably like... Too young. Oh, like a baby. I don't think he was a baby. Oh, come on. I think an adult man. May, but maybe... T- the youngest pope might have been a teenager. I don't think a baby pope was ever a pope. Like, well, we'll like find they've out. had baby kings. We'll find out if there's baby But you popes. don't inherit the papacy. That's the thing. You can inherit yeah. being a king. Somebody had to unanimously. Kings. And I'm sure there's many, like, quote unquote, unanimous elections of popes, you know? Where they murder all the bishops <laughs> yes, except for one. Exactly. <laughs> popes, popes, popes can have wives. No. Can they? I don't think so. All right, no wives for popes. So that means no kids for popes either. Because oh. popes can't just go around but banging whores. But I'm sure there's bang and hope pope bang bang and hopes 
I'm sure there's popes with kids that reformed and then took up the papacy and so did it in in a way that was right with God. Mm. And then I'm sure there was plenty that had illegitimate children or right. cardinals or bishops that just didn't even care and elected them anyway. I'm excited to learn about corrupt popes. Yeah. And so, powerful popes. So we so we got we got some things on the docket here. We got the first pope, we got the second pope. popes, we got the porno pope. We got, uh, you know. <laughs> but do we know anything else? Like, we can ask questions, but. The Pope Mobile. Ah, the Pope Mobile. Let's discuss the Pope Mobile. John Paul II was shot, and they're like, uh uh-uh, uh, we can't have that happen again. So they made the Pope Mobile with bulletproof glass. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, and his, his shoes. We gotta talk about the Pope's red shoes. The Pope wears Prada. What is the deal with the Pope wearing Prada? Uh, he's a, he, I don't think the new one does. Are they, is Pope wears Gucci? Yeah, he wears Gucci. I think he he wears Yeah, uh, who makes the Pope's lacrosse. red shoes? Who makes all the Pope's clothing? Who decides the Pope's clothing? Why don't you see the Pope wearing a t-shirt and jeans? I'd like to see a Pope wear that. Yeah, I would too. Like the president. Sometimes you see I the president see the Pope things. do. Yeah, I want to see the Pope do Habitat for Humanity. I want to see the Pope do yoga. Mm, I bet he's good. Oh, let's find out what the reaction of the Pope was when Martin Luther nailed I was just thinking that, yeah. rev- revolutions on the wall. He was pissed. Well, uh, actually, okay, here. I think I, I, I can say some things about this. I recently had a documentary about Martin Luther running in the background while I was doing something else. And so I think I absorbed some of that through osmosis. And I recall a bit where Martin Luther was really pissed off about... Um, the extravagance of the Catholic yeah, Church. Yeah, well, the extravagance of the Catholic Church generally, but also specifically indulgences, the practice mm. of, of selling indulgences. So you can buy Absolving your, way, your sins. Yeah, absolving your sins. Buy your way into heaven. And Martin Luther tried taking this up with the higher-ups. He got rebuffed by the Pope. The Pope basically said, yeah, no, indulgences are chill. Uh, just, you know, chill out, bro. It's all fine. <laughs> And I don't think he said that. You know what? I will assert that he did. I will assert that he did. And we'll see who's right. I'm excited. <laughs> and so Martin Luther was like, all right, well, I'm just going to nail these 95 theses up on the door, and we'll see about that. So, But well, he didn't, he never intended What was to. the Pope's response? The Pope's response was, Ah! Okay, well, he just we'll, yelled. He was angry. We'll find out if that's true later. He didn't like it, but um, Martin Luther didn't want to break up the Catholic Church. No, he was a he was a I he just know. wanted to he just wanted, he just to, wanted to make it better. It. All right, yeah. he just wanted to reform. Okay, um, we'll see you in a uh, two seconds. Zip, bah, bah. All right, Luke. we're back. We did a lot of research. We did. We figured it out. We figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> We've understood. The Popedom of the papacy. <laughs> okay, good. I thought we came grass. to some sort of solution. <laughs> like we solved something. <laughs> the final solution. They say Pope Benedict was part of Hitler Youth. No, really? That's something we should have done that? some research on. Oh, wow. We could have, I mean, there, there are so many popes, Luke. We could have done lots of research on any given <laughs> Yeah, one. but how many of them could have been part of Hitler Youth? Uh, only Pope <laughs> Benedict. He's the only one I've heard of that was part of Hitler Youth, but I don't think that was true. Yeah, probably not. I mean, you know what? We should just... Can you just Google it real quick? Okay. Pope Benedict sure. Hitler Youth. Oh, dude, he did. What? Yeah, man. He was in, a Hitler, in the Hitler Youth. Are you serious? Yeah. But he was, let's see. Sunday just trying to describe the older one as an anti-Nazi whose attempts to reign in Hitler's brown shirts forced the family to move several times. But following his 14th birthday, he was enrolled in the Hitler Youth as membership was legally required. Oh, wow. What a horrible, 
man. Terrible. <laughs> well, Pope Benedict was part of the Hitler Youth, everybody. Yeah. But you had to be, I guess, if you lived in German boys at the time. Yeah, German it was time. it was mandated by law in 1939. There you go. Technically, but he was anti-Nazi later in life. Well, and presumably I mean, then too. I hope. I hope so. I mean, yeah. Well, he was so he was 14 in in 1941. Pope Benny. He was four, Pope Benedict was 14 years old. He really could not have been very old by the time World War Two ended. Right? Like, he would have been, what, four years later? <laughs> four years later, 1945? Let's, get, let's been... get back on track. Yeah, let's get back on track. Let's we don't need to talk about, okay. about young Pope Benny. The first Pope, Ezra. First Pope. Peter. Yeah, it was Peter. It was Peter. It was definitely Peter. He hung out with Jesus. Yes, Peter did hang out with Jesus. They were you bros. Know, I don't know why. You thought... I maintained that Peter was the first Pope and that the first Pope didn't hang out with <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, he did. And A lot. Yeah. He was the guy who threw thrice denied jesus and then they say nero crucified him peter yeah hmm. okay and who knows if that's true he was the rock yeah he jesus called him his rock he was his rock and the, peter upon means rock. which the church will be built yeah because peter's like pewter you know no like pewter you know yeah like but pewter. i know it's like that but that's not why is it i think it's it nothing, is. got nothing to do with it i think it is i think it has everything to do with it all right well we're not going to do extra research <laughs> okay <laughs> but on on the nature of pewter and peter uh, but i think that's actually right mm-hmm. but he was buried somewhere near the circus uh-huh. of nero not like the, the pt barnum not like the clown circus, but like with horses and racing around and stuff. Oh, the blood sport circus. Yeah. And that's where they put the basilica, mm-hmm. which they call St. Peter's Basilica, which makes yeah. sense. That's where the modern day Vatican is now. Right, right, right. Yeah. So Peter's thought to be buried there. I mean, they say they found the body of Peter, but it's like, mm-hmm. who, who knows, you know? Yeah. And honestly, saying that he's the first pope, we're going by a bunch of early church, the year 70 and stuff like that. Yeah. Spotty records. Very spotty. Yeah, but still, like, regardless... This is the history that you have to spout out. Tradition maintains... Yeah, and Peter it's, I'm first. fine with just saying Peter's the first. I think yeah. it's fine. And yeah. the second, you know how the second one was elected? Fabian? Linus like, was dove. the second. Oh, shit, you're right. All right, cut it out. <laughs> Linus is credited with creating the first 15 bishops. Wow. So finally starting some, Making some the infrastructure. Yeah. yeah. Lazy Peter. And then Pope Clement the first, the, the fourth pope. Uh-huh. He's the first pope with a significant Wikipedia page. Wow, impressive. Yeah, That's the other the ones are just like, eh. Wait, Peter doesn't have a significant okay, okay, Wikipedia fine. page? Are you? Peter has a big one. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) The first pope besides Peter. Okay. And some people are like, oh, Peter wasn't technically a pope. So it's like, whatever. So the first non-Peter pope. Yeah, non-Peter pope is Pope Clement the first, the fourth pope. Um, (laughs) That was a good sentence, Luke. (laughs) All the early popes, by the way, it was very fashionable to To be be, a saint. To be a saint. (laughs) What were you going to say? And to be martyred. Oh, yeah. Like, just about like the first 20 are like, and some people say, he was a martyr, but there's no evidence to say he was a martyr. Pretty sure it was Peter But they was. just liked it. <laughs> they, just they just liked, liked it. They were into the idea it. Of being Everyone martyred. was like, I want to be a martyr when I grow up. Yeah. One wow. of the, Even one of the first prominent anti-popes, who also was a saint, even though he wasn't actually a pope. We mentioned anti-popes previously. They are, they are not quite the pope, but some people think they are. They have a claim to the papacy, but didn't end up making the final cut. 
And I'm sure there's some edgy scholars who are like, oh, no, he's a pope. Everyone's got the list of popes yeah, wrong. Yeah. So one of the first prominent ones who is a saint recognized by the Roman Catholic Church is Saint Politus. And he was totally martyred. Pope Hyginus was a pope. He was like the eighth to tenth pope. Pope Hyginus. The so- eighth to tenth pope. Yeah. Whenever someone says, oh, he was the sixteenth pope, you have to give or take. Do you? Because like the first few popes, People are like, they. these guys weren't popes. They were just kind of homies. Yeah, so you really don't know. Wikipedia says they were popes. Some people say they weren't. And then also there's Pope. We'll get to Pope Benedict later. The different Pope Benedict. Which Pope Benedict? The one Oh, who yeah, was yeah. Pope. Well, we will get to What's, Pope Benedict Which number? Pe- the pope, ninth. The ninth Pope he's Benedict. He's a fun one. He's, he's a fun I, I th- He's my choice for, you, you asked last favorite time. Favorite Pope? Not favorite Pope necessarily, but kookiest Pope. Oh, weirdest and kookiest? Yeah, I think he's the kookiest Pope. Um. Anyway, Pope Hyginus, he was alive. And he was died in 142. Uh, he was the guy who started a lot of the traditions, determined a lot of the various prerogatives of the clergy, and defined the grades of ecclesiastical hierarchy. So, like bishops and cardinals yeah. and deacons. Yeah. And... I was looking for like the pope who was like the George Washington of popes, you know, who yeah. set like up every, like the cabinet and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be Pope Hyginus. Nice. Good for him. That's the early popes, man. Not a lot is known. They all have tiny wiki page. Yeah, I mean, it's it was a long time ago. So we mentioned Pope Benedict the Ninth just now, yeah, um, and that seems man. as good a segue as any. What? Yeah, he's a beautiful man. Yeah, it seems as good a segue as any to start talking about him. He's not actually beautiful. He's just a regular looking dude. Yeah, he was a regular dude. And in, in fact, he was one of the youngest popes ever to hold office. They say he's like either was 11 or 20, somewhere yeah, around he there, was, right? Yeah, he was either 11 or 20 when he, <laughs> okay. when he got... I mean, not pope. either, but in between there. Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. So he became elected pope in 1032 at anywhere from the age 11 to 20. So no baby pope, but still pretty young. Yeah, teenage pope. Teenage pope was a thing. He was interesting for a few reasons. One, yeah, he was just really young. Two was he's the only pope to have held non-consecutive terms. So what happened was <laughs> he was ousted and uh-huh. then came back and then got ousted like again. Napoleon. Yeah, and then came back again and then he decided to resign because he was like, ah, you know, I kind of want to like bang whores and stuff. <laughs> a lot of popes wanted to do that back <laughs> yeah. in those days. <laughs> but he actually had the, you know, the the courage. <laughs> <laughs> to admit it before to do it. <laughs> and so he resigned in exchange for some money. And then he decided, no, that was a mistake. I actually want to be the Pope again. Uh, so he came back and he occupied the Lateran Palace. Lateran? Lateran. I, I don't know how it's Lateran. pronounced. L-A-T-E-R-A-N. He went and occupied the Pope House. Which is not the modern day Pope House. No, way. it's an old Pope House. Gifted by Constantine. Mm. Oh, so when was this? This was 1032 is when he first became the Pope. Mm. So this was sometime after that. I mean, it was only in a matter of like 20 years or so. His last term was in 1047. So at this point, he would have been maybe 35 <laughs> or something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so he came and occupied the Lateran Palace and then was ousted by the German army and excommunicated. So he was also, not only was he the only Pope to serve He's now burning in hell. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Although we don't know, maybe he was unexcommunicated at some point. But yeah, so only potentially the youngest pope, mm-hmm. uh, the only pope to serve non-consecutive terms, which leads to an interesting bit of trivia. What that you and I know? Oh yeah. So how many popes are there? Oh well, there's 266. Ezra said, Wrong. "Me the idiot, lay person, <laughs> non-expert in popes." There are 266. What? Yeah. <laughs> Correct response. <laughs> there are 266 numbered popes like that's the pope number we're on is 266 <laughs> but there have only been 264 popes because benedict is counted three times oh because of his non-consecutive terms well that's a, it's kind of like who's that one president yeah that grover like cleveland. that with grover cleveland but even then like 266 popes they still like give or take a few yeah still give or take a few uh, with the 264 yeah. yeah that actually leads into another wait wait i want to talk about the, oh. uh, another young pope oh another young pope yeah yeah. Okay. Pope sure, go ahead. John the twelfth. He was like eighteen or twenty-five. Yeah. Around the same time, he just had some bad stuff said about him. One quote is: "All clerics as well as laymen declared that he toasted to the devil with wine, wow. which is unpopely. That's very unbehavior, <laughs> unbefitting of a pope. Morally corrupt. Lateran Palace was spoken of as a brothel, mm-hmm. and then he mm-hmm. died boning outside Rome." <laughs> <laughs> he pissed off Emperor Otto back in the day when they were crowning emperors and stuff. Oh, and no. so Emperor Otto came after him, so we hid outside room. The oldest you said he pope died while boning? Died. That's the story. He okay, died while yeah. boning someone. That sounds about right. Got killed by a lover yeah. or something. He was also just a brief interjection. I know you're about to go on, but... Uh, well, I just want to say the oldest pope. I looked up the oldest popes. There's not really anything interesting about the oldest pope, but the oldest yeah. is Leo the Thirteenth. He was, was the oldest when he died. Reigned for 25 years, yeah. The oldest elected pope was Clement X. He was 79 when he was elected. But yeah, so going back to Leo, let's let's do some double go-backs here. Mm-hmm. Going to go back in time to John Twelfth. Another thing about him, referencing what we mentioned previously uh, last time, before we knew better, he was one of the main pornocracy popes. Oh, cool. During that time. The, oh, the seculum please. obscurum. Tell me all about the seculum obscurum. That's what they call the pornocracy? Yeah, uh, that was the nadir of the papacy. The nadir. Uh, <laughs> It's a new word we learned. Yeah. It's a good word. Um, it's the absolute bottom. Like the opposite of an apex. Yeah. It is the nadir of the papacy. And that's according to Will Durant, who is a guy. Famous basketball. Famous so. basketball player and uh, historian. <laughs> <laughs> Just Will Durant, he's a guy. Yeah, Will Durant. Now, so I just wanted to mention that briefly while you were talking about John the Twelfth, and then to step back to Benedict the Ninth when we were talking about the Pope numbers and various counts of popes. Yeah. Here's another tidbit in a Ooh. related sort of Give me area. A what do you think is the most popular pope name? John. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> now, how many Johns have there been? Uh, I know this. It's 23 Johns. Oh, you're wrong. No! <laughs> <laughs> no, why did you do that? <laughs> Couldn't you tell that I was going oh, to be tricking no. you? <laughs> I had no idea. So, yeah, the most recent John is John the 23rd. Yeah. However. He's a liar. No, he's not. <laughs> John the 21st is the liar. Why? What did he do? He Skipped over 20. Why? <laughs> Why did he do that? Precisely because of those concerns that you mentioned before, how uh, you kind of got to give or take history. Nobody really knows. And so he was trying to correct what he thought was a mistake in the numbering. He thought there was a John the 20th. <laughs> He's like, 
like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. He thought John the 19th was really John the 20th, huh? It's something like that. That must have been it, because surely it's not like there was a secret 20th pope named John. Well, I, because it was recent in history, like yeah. the last hundred years, right? Uh, yeah. So I don't know the details. So he must but, have thought, well, no, it was the 21st. This wasn't the 23rd. Yeah, but he must have thought like the 13th pope me- messed up and forgot about the 12th pope or something like that. You know what? I gotta say, I think this John. I mean, is a John, the, dude, this guy. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. John the 21st was in the 1200s he was in the 13th century there was a long gap between johns yeah how was there so many johns in the first 1200 years 20 johns 19 johns that's funny so there was only 22 johns even though they say there was 23 yeah and john the 23rd was the first john in like 500 years and still that there have been more pope johns than anybody else really so i guess they just kind of got saturated and were like uh this is enough johns no more johns yeah but yeah john the 21st in the 13th century thought that there was some wonky tallying and counting going on about prior popes and so he just chose to be john the 21st instead of john the 20th well i admire it so there you uh... go so maybe he was the kookiest pope (laughs) (laughs) uh did you know that we've had a couple jewish popes (laughs) <laughs> i think you're misleading yes uh, you're right i've been I doing that <laughs> peter is a jewish pope correct correct he was the first <laughs> first jewish pope first jewish pope wow and then there was another jewish pope the fifth pope in fact was also an ethnic jew peter the first um, was actually the first pope named peter yes he was <laughs> he in- indeed was he's I think the only pope named Peter, actually. His name, it's not like Peter the First. It's just Peter. I don't want to be Peter. Out of reverence. Another thing I noticed was that even though there are a lot of Benedicts, none of them are of the Benedictine order. There are a bunch of popes who've been members of the Benedictine order, but none of those have been Pope Benedicts. And I guess they didn't want to double up on Benedict. You You know know what I I really like about Benedict? Eggs? Eggs, yeah. The eggs are really good. You know what I really don't like about the Benedict? What? The Arnolds. I know. <laughs> the worst. Treacherous. <laughs> Treacherous Benedict Arnold. You know what's interesting is seeing the same name come up again, like Pope Benedict the first, second, third. I've ascribed Benedict. When you see a Pope Benedict, you know trouble's coming. Yeah. That's what I think. Like the ninth. Yeah. So the most recent Benedict, what was he known for? Luke? Most recent Benedict yeah. was known for resigning. Uh, but while he was Pope, what was he known for? He was known for his shoes. Yes. And his clothes. Yes. And that's really what he was known for, actually. Yeah, like flash. Growing up in the modern times, not reading a history book, mm-hmm. people think of him as the Pope who wore really nice shoes. The Pope, the Prada Pope. Yeah. That's what they, <laughs> that's that's what they remember him as. You made an assertion about this Pope Benedict. Yeah. What was that? You said that he was the first Pope in a thousand years to resign. Right. And you were not right. Wrong. <laughs> he was yeah. the first pope in 600 years to resign. Yeah. So Pope Benedict oopsies. was another one. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the the previous one was also Pope Benedict? No, Pope the Benedict the Ninth. Oh, the Ninth, remember? Yeah. You just said it. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was a thousand years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but who was the more recent one? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, here, hold on. There was one who resigned and then he got murdered later. Supposedly got murdered. Yeah, not much them, evidence. A few of them were like that, actually. Yeah, I don't remember the, his during name. the pornocracy. Pope Celestine V was the first to resign. Pope oh. Celestine V was uh, alive in around 1294. He died in prison at the hands of the, that pope at the time because 
he was suspected of going to be establishing an anti-pope because he was a former pope. So it was like, I don't need this guy potentially coming back. Anyway, he resigned because he was bored of the papacy. He wanted to go back (laughs) to his pastoral life. Uh, He was sent to prison and then strangled. That's pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. And then the one after him who resigned was Gregory Twelfth, and he resigned in 1415. So yeah, about 600 year lacuna in pope resignations. Benedict's red shoes. These were something of a tradition before Benedict, but he kind of brought him back. John Paul II actually did wear red shoes for a little bit before donning more, you know, less flashy brown shoes. <laughs> Made some boring Polish stories. Shoes. Yeah, I know it's a boring story. <laughs> John Paul II was buried in red shoes. So were the two preceding popes, John Paul I and Paul the whatever. And the pope before him was John, right? Yeah. It went yeah, John, so when... Pope John, Pope Paul, Pope John Paul the first, Pope John Paul the second. Yeah. And Pope John Paul the first only served for like 33 days or something. Yeah. So John Paul the <laughs> second probably was like, uh, I mean, that's not cool. You know? Okay. We'll give, be... we'll give the John Paul name a shot. <laughs> and what a shot it got. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So John Paul the second is a saint. Saint. He was canonized, man. Some people call him Saint John Paul the Great. He was the first non-Italian since 1523. Yeah, we had a pretty big run. Yeah, he's Polish. Of Italians. And we haven't had an Italian since. Which is true. I mean, yeah. we've only had three popes. There's, a, yeah, we haven't had an Italian since because of the work of Pope Pius the Twelfth. He's a great guy. After World War II, he went around the world and appointed a bunch of cardinals under different nationalities. This international movement kind of sparked, and that's why we haven't had an Italian pope since, which is really cool. Yeah, you know? it's good to get some diversity. Francis is the first. Wait, wait, wait. What? I just want to say why John Paul II is a saint. Okay, why is and he a saint? He's a saint because apparently he cured a woman of Parkinson's. He cured a woman of Jesus. Parkinson's and another guy of terminal brain cancer. But it's like that's incredible. After he died, and he did those things after he died. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, wow. It's a miracle. It's even more incredible. <laughs> that's what they say. It's just weird, man. I thought he was a saint because he was just a cool guy. No, you got have to perform two miracles. Really? That's the barrier to being a oh, saint. Oh, I see. Okay, you have to first be beatified, and then you. Can be the saint. Nice. So there's steps. There's, there's steps. steps to sainthood. Yeah. And beatified is when they say, yeah, you're going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and then they call you venerable at the end of it. And yeah. Pope Benedict did that. He's and like, they let people John pray Paul to you. John Paul cool. Yeah. Rate you? Pray to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let people rate you. <laughs> One John ten. Paul II. <laughs> Hottie or naughty. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say Sir Francis. Right. So Francis is the first of a whole bunch of things. He's the first Jesuit pope. He's the first South American pope. He's also the first Francis. So like he's not Francis the first or Francis the second or anything. He's just Francis. This is in contrast to John Paul the first, who was not John Paul the second, but came immediately prior. And he put the first as part of his name. So Pope Francis <laughs> is just Pope Francis. But John Paul the first, even before... Before there was a John Paul II. It was like, I'm John Paul I. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good quirk. Let's, maybe he can be the kookiest pope. Although he was only around for like a month. So who knows? There have been a lot of popes that only lasted about a month. Let's talk about the start of the, of the papal states. What are they? First the, papal, of all. the papal states. The papal states, Ezra. Yeah, Luke. They were around from the 8th century until 1870. What happened? It was basically a plot of land that spanned coast to coast the Italian peninsula. Like a belt? Yeah, in the middle of it. Like a belt. Like, like the Bible belt. Like if you had a, a belt for your ankle. You know how Italy looks like a shoe? That's right there. Anyway. You so, didn't like that? The Bible belt? No. <laughs> I didn't. Kidding? <laughs> 
it wasn't good enough. But that that just came up like slowly over time. Constantine really kicked it off for the Catholic Church in the th- Roaring Three Hundreds. He gave them the Lateran Palace. He gifted it to them. Thank you. And made it legal for them to do what they do. What so do they, they s- do? they believed in a lot of things okay so then they just kind of slowly rose in power and you know the byzantine empire right yeah so what they were they just (laughs) rose in power through donations and such and i think the center of their power came from the fact that when rome uh splintered off into the byzantine and the roman empire they were a conduit for which the byzantine empire could exert their influence over rome and that's why they created this base of operation these papal states in the center of italy basically through donations and through the international respect that the catholic church had because everyone in the area was a christian because of the workings of constantine they were able to amass all this power and all these armies good for them anyway the papal states they were conquered in 1870 by the uh italian kingdom and so for a while they were in like a limbo there was something called the roman question which was like what do we do with the pope in italy where does he go and in uh 1929 benito mussolini supposedly at the behest of the current italian king you know but really he was a puppet and benito mussolini was in power he gave them the vatican in the lateran treaty yay how nice of benito and that's why they have the Vatican, and they're a sovereign state. Good job, Mussolini. And in World War II, we the Allies accidentally bombed the Vatican, even Oopsies. though they meant not to. All right, cool. Well, that's so. That's, that's why the, we have. Yeah. That's why we have the Vatican as its own sort of sovereign entity today, huh? They used to have armies and shit back in the day. Yeah. Well, they used to go on crusades. They used to go on crusades. Popes were known to take up arms and fight it out on the battlefield. That's cool. Soldier popes. Soldier popes. Julius II. Yeah, uh, he was, was a warrior pope. Was the warrior pope nicknamed the fearsome pope no that was that was in the 1500s <laughs> his papacy was marked by an active foreign policy aggressive <laughs> some might say <laughs> where does the pope keep his armies luke where <laughs> in his sleeves. his sleeves it's a good little joke all right ezra yeah luke tell me about the infallibility of the pope oh yeah so this is an idea that stretches the foundations of this go all the way back to peter where there's a biblical verse in matthew 16 18 has jesus talking to peter and he says and i tell you that you are peter and on this rock i build my church and uh blah 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 whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so so this is the basis for papal infallibility. The idea that the church can not be wrong mm. in certain things. Not all the time. Right. Like if not, the Pope says cheese is blue, always. I mean, yeah. He he can be wrong about that. The Pope <laughs> is the Pope is mortal. He's not, you know, God, so he's mortal, so he can be fallible. But there are times specifically nowadays it is generally when canonizing or beatifying papal infallibility really only applies in very specific circumstances Mm. nowadays it's most often when canonizing somebody it's very rarely used in other circumstances Uh, and the idea was formalized in 1870 uh, by the first vatican council under pope Pius the ninth that's papal infallibility it doesn't mean that whatever the pope says is right all the time it's really a specific kind of deal, you know. Now, you told me one of the theories about papal infallibility was that God will strike down the Pope. Oh, yeah. So, well, that that's not papal infallibility so much as that was on... So the question is, can the Pope do something that would make him excommunicable? Mm. Like, could the Pope be excommunicated? And the question there is, well, who would do that? Because the, 
that usually, well, always, you'd have to be excommunicated by someone who is your superior in the hierarchy, but the Pope has no earthly superior. So what happens then? And as I was reading up on this, there were multiple commenters, commentators on this issue said, well, you know, it might be that if the Pope were ever to do something that would make him excommunicable, there are certain acts that will automatically make you excommunicated if you know about them, which (coughs) supposedly the Pope would. But so if he were about to do one of these things, God would strike him dead before he could do that. (laughs) And this was seen as a legitimate resolution to this this dilemma, (laughs) short-circuiting the dilemma. This thought dilemma, this philosophical question of how wrong can the Pope, how excommunicable. How can the Pope do something that would render him excommunicated? (laughs) But Popes have been excommunicated in the past, such as Benedict IX. (laughs) He was ousted after trying to reclaim the papacy and then excommunicated. (laughs) To tie this back in with papal infallibility and excommunication, the first Vatican Council, when they were, you know, thrown around ideas for what this means or whether we should say, yeah, this is totally fine, this is great, they debated a little bit about the matter of Honorius Honorius I, who was a, a pope, a very, very old pope, and he was anathematized and which is condemned which is condemned basically. so it's like it's kind of like excommunicated so excommunication basically means nobody talked to him yeah you're kind of exiled from the church okay. right you're exiled from the church anathematized is like oh man this guy was so bad he's super exiled yeah there there's similar ideas excommunication and, and anathema so excommunicated means excommunication you're exiled yeah you're banned from talking to other catholics and going to church yeah and you can't yeah can't hang out with us you're not one of the cool kids there is a famous case of a pope digging up a former pope, putting him in a chair and putting him on trial, which is interesting. It's called the Cadaver Synod. Pope Stephen VI dug up the corpse of Pope Formosus, and he just leveled a bunch of charges at him in the Vatican. And obviously he was found guilty, and then he was thrown in the river. Cool. Later on, they're like, nah, that was a mistake. Pope Stephen was crazy. Pope Stephen was actually put in prison in a public uprising because of this Cadaver Synod. Um, yeah, and there he was strangled. Pretty sacrilegious sounding. Yeah, taking up a pope and just <laughs> they did that. They did that though. People in history, they liked doing that. Digging up people. Yeah, they did that with uh, Oliver Cromwell, I believe. Oh. <laughs> um, they dug him up and then hanged his corpse. <laughs> <laughs> A posthumous execution. Crazy boys, man. Yeah, people like. I like the sim, the symbolism of that. I can I can respect that. There's lots of popes who died of strangulation in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why huh. they put you in prison and then they strangle you. <laughs> Weird. They should just skip to the strangling. No, I guess because then it's like, oh, he died mysteriously in a cell. Strangled. Strangulation. <laughs> <laughs> How many popes have been murdered? The answer is a lot. Yeah. Like 30 to 40 by my estimates. Woo. And it's 30 to 40 because of how many people claim they've been martyred. And that right. kind of counts so as murdered. So they just like it. It could be they 20 to, to 40, 20 to 30. I don't know, somewhere in that range. Mm. But lots of popes have been murdered. It's a very dangerous profession. So it's kind of like, that's, so the lower bound there is, is around 10% of yeah. popes have been murdered. Yeah. Wow. That's scary. Don't be a pope. Yeah. And is that including popes that were murdered after their term? Like after they stepped down? Yeah, yeah. Down. One has been Pope Celestine V. He, he was guy. the first to resign. Yeah, That's he was guy. killed. Okay, after stepping down. Yeah, yeah. Popes are murdered. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about anti-popes. All right. 
You got anything on anti-popes? Regarding anti-popes, I asserted that there was an English anti-pope. Yeah. An English. I don't think made. there was. I right? don't think there was either. Yeah. I looked it up. I couldn't find it. You were of thinking sort. of Henry the Eighth. I, you know, you I just, wasn't. You, you were... said that, and maybe well, you I didn't was. say anything. To, yeah, I know. Okay. I, I was making a very general statement. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, so there's no English anti-pope? Not that I could find. Okay. But there are lots of anti-popes. A lot of them were established by emperors in the 11th and 12th century. There was a big habit of emperors going, ah, this guy's the pope, and then the pope in turn going, ah, this guy's the emperor. They would crown each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? As a little bit of the... Uh... Razzle-dazzle. Yeah, the old razzle-dazzle. <laughs> <laughs> Basically just trying to get power from each other. It was very strange. So let's, th- let's talk about a few things while we're talking about anti-popes. We can mention these schisms. Uh, there's the Western schism. There's also the Great Schism before mm, then. I know nothing of the Great Schism. The Great Schism was in, this was in the 11th century. And that's what divided the church into the Eastern and Western churches, uh, pretty much. So now we have like the Roman Catholic Church uh, and then the Eastern Orthodox Church. This is also with uh, under the reign of Pope Leo IX. And then there was this other guy, Patriarch Michael I, mm-hmm. and they mutually excommunicated each other <laughs> and then created this great divide that eventually led to the, what we would now call the Roman Catholic Church and the Eastern Orthodox Churches. So also at this point, I think it would be prudent to mention that everything we're talking about when we say Pope right now, we mean Popes of the Roman Catholic Church yeah. specifically because there are other Popes for other churches that have broken off at various points from what is now the Roman Catholic Church. But the Roman Catholic Church remains the largest of all of these. And when people say the Pope, you they mean always the Pope. mean, you mean the Pope. <laughs> so like, just to clarify, because it gets complicated. And like with these anti-popes too, some of them are anti-popes. Some are popes of other now major denominations, such as the Eastern Orthodox Church. So with that, say what you want about about anti-popes. The Western Schism. Yes. Back in the day, Ezra. What day? In the 14th century. Good day. In 1309. Yes. The papacy was in Avignon, France. It had moved from Rome to Avignon, France. Wow, I didn't know that a papacy could just move like Indeed. That. <laughs> Actually, they did it a lot. Yeah, they did it all the time, but the longest time was for a period of about 70 years where it was in Avignon, France until 1376. Then it came back from Avignon, France to Italy, and everyone's like, we want an Italian pope, and they elected Pope Urban. And the cardinals at the time, they didn't like Pope Urban. They're like, we made a big mistake. Mm. They go back to Avignon, and they elect a new pope, right? Mm -hmm. And now they're fighting each other. Yeah. They're mad at each other. They both want to be popes. They, I wouldn't be pope. And so for this time, like, popes are, the popes are, like, dying and living and stuff. This is going on for a while. This this dueling Vatican councils. These dueling seats. Indeed. Yes, thank you. And then there was a church council that beats Pisa to try and settle this Western schism. And so they elected another pope in 1409. So now there's three popes. Oh. Okay. That'll solve everything. Let's just add more popes. They had a Pisan and anti-pope, the Avignon anti-pope, and the pope in Rome, starting with Pope Urban. So the Roman pope and the Pisan anti-pope 
They got together. Don't laugh at Pisan. Pisan. <laughs> it's from Pisa. The Pisan Pope, Pisan anti-pope, and the Pope in Rome got together. They both resigned and excommunicated the Avignon Pope. Yay. Right? <laughs> and so then a new Pope was elected in Italy, and people recognized his legitimacy. And so basically they started a new Pope so that it would be two against one. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's how the Western Schism was ended in 1417. It's a stupid story. Story. It is. Those it's first guys silly. who went to Avignon because they didn't like Pope Urban, they started everything. And then they added a new pope. They added a new pope, and they should have just waited patiently for them for to die. Urban to die. Yeah. Because it happened, and then they're still fighting about who's the real pope. I see. So if they, yeah, if they had just waited, they would have gotten a pope of their own. Or rather, they would have gotten a pope that wasn't him. Yeah. So the Western Schism started shortly after the pope changed his seat from Avignon, France to Italy. Mm -hmm. They elected a new pope. Then they're like, I don't like this pope. I'm going back to Avignon, France. Then the dueling pope started. Cool. And then the three popes. And then then the three popes. So it went from one pope to two popes to three to one. And at the end of the day, one of them got excommunicated. How funny. So so you, you mentioned that there were these elections going on. Like, So Urban was elected. What year was this? The Western Schism took place in 1378 and 1417. Right. So this was well after the, uh, the rules for papal succession were put into place in 1049. So this was well after Pope Nicholas II uh, issued a papal bull in Nomine Domini, which decreed that henceforth cardinals would elect the popes. So that mm. happened in 1059. Mm-hmm. So before then, there wasn't really any procedure in place to actually pick popes. And often it would be like what you said, where emperors would say, you're the pope, and the pope would say, you're the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> and they would pat each other silly, on the back. Silly boys. And everything would work. And that's just how how it got done. One hand washes the other. That happened before ten fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I want to say that I have a note in here. Let me see what the note reads. Okay. The note reads on rigged pope elections. I wanted to see which elections were rigged and which ones not. Okay. And my note says rigged pope elections. They're all rigged. There it was because I was very frustrated. Because just about like every time I tried to find one, it was like, eh, this one was kind of fishy. This one was kind of fishy. They were all kind of fishy. All of yeah. them were fishy. I, I can imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> I think these days it's okay. I think these days we kind of figured it out. If there's a rigged election, there's gonna be a guy going on Twitter saying, "Hey, they rigged it." Things but are a little more transparent. Back in the day, it was like, "Hey guys, I want my son to be pope." Yeah, that happened a lot. There were what four? Four of the Medici family were popes at some point <laughs> this would be a good time to get into the how the popes are elected oh sure how are they elected luke <laughs> <laughs> so the rules were established in 1047 right the way yeah. you elect a new pope how green smoke no green smoke all right i know i said there's green smoke it's because i'm an idiot all right no luke you're not an idiot so the pope dies the chamberlain then says his the pope's name three times to confirm it pope somehow that's pope. scientific pope <laughs> like bloody mary it's true though the <laughs> chamberlain has to say it three times and then they used to hit him on the head with a silver hammer they don't do the silver hammer anymore so they re-elect a new pope they have a meeting of the college of the cardinals convened to elect what you call the bishop of rome that's what the pope is called right so you need a two-thirds majority i said it was unanimous 
Yeah, which sounds seem, like that didn't seem right. Yeah, I thought like, oh, they're so holy, they can put aside their differences and unite. <laughs> no, they are mortal men. They are mortal men. <laughs> Voting is held in the Sistine Chapel right now. There's about 219 members of the College of Cardinals, so there'd be like they'd have to shovel 219 people in the college and vote on the Pope. Before it was much less, like in the 50s. Mm-hmm. There's lots of hoity-toity. That's one of my notes I write. It's basically like process after speech after like okay, now we have to take a day of prayer. Now we have to hear something from the archdeacon so it's like congress yeah (laughs) even hoity-toityer than that they have to do singing and marching (laughs) (laughs) they have to yes they do (laughs) so communication of the outside world is forbidden while they're voting in the sistine chapel prior to the election of pope francis the sistine chapel was swept for bugs which is cool. Ooh. Wi-Fi is blocked in the Vatican City. That's not cool. And wireless signer jammers are deployed at the Sistine Chapel. They hold ballots called scrutinies. They have one on the first afternoon, and then each consecutive day they have four ballots, two in the morning, two in the afternoon. What do they do with all these ballots? Why are there so many? So this is where the smoke comes in, okay? They burn them. Yeah. The black smoke are the ballots being burnt, and you would know that a new pope hasn't been elected because the smoke was black while they're burning the ballots so does it work like if there's a two-thirds majority of ballots of one kind that'll automatically make the smoke white because of the then way they, they burn, burn it? it with something else oh okay yeah before I thought it was like a really cool chemical. before it was a cool chemical thing they still use chemicals but before it was like it was a reason why it was white it's because they burned the ballots alone and they themselves burned white and if they didn't vote for them then they burned some other things there it's not like a mixture like if they're is one type of ballot that is way more than all the other ones then the smoke will be no. white otherwise no it'll be black that's sad just by virtue it's not of... cool like that oh my god i should tell you them should... <laughs> you should tell them they should do that that's so cool the popes yeah there were many times where it took so long for the cardinals to choose popes that they would progressively like deny them like food and water and such <laughs> and then it's like ah now you can only have bread and water now and only two servants I, that only was two one servants. it was like really only two servants uh, oh boy yeah well there were periods where there was no pope for almost three years at one point because of deadlocked cardinals huh. that's happened on a few occasions where at, we've gone at least a whole year without a pope so you've got to be younger than 20 in order <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) You gotta be younger than 80 in order to be able to be voting on the Pope. So if after a period of time you've not decided the Pope, they hold a runoff election. The two highest voted popes are pitted against each other. And they have to do a lip sync battle. They have to win two thirds majority, (laughs) otherwise known as a limp sync battle. Limp sync. Limp Limp sync. sync. Yeah, and then after the Pope is elected, he goes to a red room called the Room of Tears because they're all so emotional. And he gets to try on some cool clothes and he picks a new name. And then some guy yells a new Pope got elected from the Basilica's, what's called the Loggia, basically the window. (laughs) He yells Uh it from the balcony. But that's how they pick a new Pope in total isolation with their servants. Yay. (laughs) I I am disappointed that the burning of the ballots doesn't automatically determine the color of the smoke. No, they they put a chemical in it. And like, I was like, oh, what's the chemical and it's boring who cares it's just a chemical it's just some chemical that makes it burn whiter not green i thought it was green, green for the longest time and, and i thought like, copper salts in there all or something cool and everything so the two things that we addressed initially that we have not yet addressed that i have done some research into are the pope and indulgences and martin luther and pope wives and pope kids Let's talk for a bit about Martin Luther. So 1517, that was when Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the door. And the Pope at this time was Leo X, 
who was a member of the Medici family, one of the four Medici popes. He was all for indulgences, and he was using these indulgences to pay for the reconstruction of St. Peter's Basilica. So it was, you know, it was a good cause. <laughs> you could you could sell your, buy your way into heaven for a good cause. But so one of the principal concerns that Martin Luther had was these indulgences, which are part of a larger or a more general crime called simony. So now indulgences are paid to reduce your punishment in the afterlife for sins that you have confessed. It's not necessarily for keeping yourself out of hell. Pay to play, pay to win, pay to win Christianity. <laughs> Leo X, he issued a papal bull uh, in 1519, so this mm-hmm. is after Martin Luther had published his theses, stating that selling indulgences was totally cool and good, uh, <laughs> and that you should say that it's fine if you're a good Christian. And this was the come postquam papal bull. And then another thing he did was he excommunicated Martin Luther in 1521. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> oh, by the way, the Pope we were talking about during the Spanish Inquisition is Pope Sixtus IV, and he built the Sistine Chapel. Some people say he was a lover of boys and sodomites, but there's not much evidence. They like to say that about anybody they don't like. Yeah, well, maybe, mm, yeah. maybe not. Benedict the Ninth was probably... Probably bad. Probably bad. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bad boy, that guy. But yeah, so that's that's the Pope and Martin Luther, just a brief, brief digression on that. Do you have anything else to add on that, Luke? Oh, indulgences were canceled by Pope Pius V in 1560. He was like, no more adults. Uh, okay, there we go. Good. That's a good addition to that talk about Martin Luther. So Pope wives and Pope kids. No popes took wives after they became the Pope, but some were already married. In fact, the first Pope, Peter, <laughs> probably had a wife and kids. <laughs> that was as was normal for the time. They hadn't so really established that. the rules of the church. Right. But, but so this whole idea that the clergy has to be celibate, yeah, that's a part of the whole tradition now of the Catholic Church. It didn't always used to be that way. Pope Francis has actually said it's a discipline and not doctrine. And what he means by that is it could be changed. But his attitude is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So whatever, we'll we'll keep it. Yeah. (laughs) But that said, no popes had taken wives after taking their holy orders, after becoming priests. But there were some popes who already had wives and were widowed before becoming the Pope. One Pope, in fact, was the father of another Pope. Pope means father. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So when you call your dad the Pope. Do you say, do you say Papa or Papa? <laughs> what, do you, what do you do? And that, that was also a question because there, what if there's ever a woman Pope? Could there be a female Pope? Would she even be called the Pope? If Pope means father, shouldn't she be called the Mama or something? And Pope Joan, there's a folk legend of, of, of a Pope Joan, a female Pope. Uh, but there's no evidence to support this. There was another pope who did not have a wife, but he was accused of a number of improprieties. And this is Pope Alexander VI, who had at the very least seven illegitimate children. <laughs> and at least one of those was born while he was the pope. So there you go. <laughs> All right, so that's all I got on the on those guys, um, and that's actually all I got. I think I don't. I only have clothes of the Pope left. We're gonna end off with clothes <laughs> of the Pope. Finished. All right. He has four different kinds of hats. Ooh. He's got the papal tiara, the triregnum, papal tiara and triregnum, the same thing. Three tiered crowned hat. He's got the mitre, which right. is what we know 
commonly it's that big hat that goes up into the air and it's, it's the bishop on the chessboard yeah, exactly it's the bishop on chess he's got the zucchetto which is a catholic yarmulke yes <laughs> basically skull cap he's got the camaro which is basically a santa hat with mm-hmm. no bobble on it he, uh he's got something called the ring of the fisherman which is a symbol yeah um it's peter fishing right he's, saint peter he's fishing. the fisher of men yeah exactly yeah. of catholics and it's the official seal of the pope and they wear it as a ring he's got the papal ferruler which is the pope staff with the cross right. at the end Pope of it stick, the jesus stick yeah he's got the white cassock which is like a big robe thing you see pope francis often just wearing the cassock there's the rocher which is that thing you wear around your shoulders there's also the pellegrina the pellegrino which you that? wear around your shoulders oh wow <laughs> <laughs> there's the mozzarella i'm sorry the mozzetta also goes around your shoulders and these are all kind of the spanish inquisition monty python sketch looking things yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so i learned a lot about the popes yeah, Ezra, you do too. too. Popes have a long and storied history. They do, as long and storied as the, the history of the Catholic Church. They're weird Thousands of and years. obscure and confusing. And some are Nuts. normal and well-known yeah. and reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> ah, They're there's diverse. a lot to know about the Pope, the papacy. Uh, much more than we went over or learned Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot. We did a good guessing game at the beginning, I think. Yeah, I, I think the, the stupidest things that I said, or rather the most wrong, were probably that Peter was the first pope and he also didn't hang out with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. He he and Jesus hung out big time. Quite a bit. Best buds. They were um, both martyred. Yeah, like many great popes. Uh, and then the dumbest thing I said was green smoke, I think. Green smoke. Oh, English anti-pope also for me. But I know a lot about the popes now and I'm very happy. I It'll be great for cocktail parties. Too. Yeah, not really. <laughs> It'll be great for for when you meet the Pope. For when you meet the Pope, and that, hey, did you know that which Pope do you think you are? Two sixty six? Nah, <laughs> idiot, stupid. I know more about Pope than you. I should be Pope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he probably knows way more. He probably knows a lot. He's probably like, actually, I know about the secret Pope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is really long. All right. Yep. See you. uh, See you in a week. Yep. Bye bye.